Hello, everybody, and welcome back to MetLife's podcast series. This is Nawad, and this is the second episode this November on our Men's Health mini-series. With us today is Andrew Stalker, Head of Benefits, MetLife Golf. Over to you, Andrew. Hey, Noir. Good morning. Hope you're well in Cairo. Um, Noir, let's start this week's men's podcast series with testicles. Surprise. I bet you didn't expect that. No, I didn't um, expect that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Last week's podcast was all about sleep, you remember, and the importance of sleep on a man's body, including the men's reproductive organs. And I want to leave you this one cliffhanger from last week's podcast, and that is a man that routinely gets four to five hours of sleep per night will have significantly smaller testicles than a man that sleeps seven to eight hours per night. Okay, we definitely don't want that to happen. To hear more about your seven to eight hours, check our episode on sleep. Noir, as you mentioned, this month is November a month that's dedicated to men's health, especially focused on raising awareness of prostate and testicular cancer, among other things. So we're in the middle of the month, and so it's no better time to raise awareness on the importance of cancer, specifically related to men's reproductive organs. So, so it's not just about growing your mustache and showing it off? No, although growing the mustache is, is good because People generally recognize it's November. I should check in on my own health. So, so we'll, we'll keep that going. Um, you know, listen, it's especially important to me this year uh, and going forward in that now I'm one of three generations of the stalker men that need to take prostate and testicular cancer prevention and screening seriously. Uh, this year, my dad turned 75. Hey, dad. Uh, I turned 46 or I did turn 46, I'm soon turn 47. And my son, Savar, turns 15. So the concept of refreshing and reminding ourselves of these two cancers and what simple steps we can take to prevent them is really personal to me. Okay, uh, why don't we start with the, the prostate and testicular cancer 101 for our listeners. Cool, so let's start with the basics, as you mentioned. Um, the basics to prostate and testicular cancer. Um, first of all, both are found in the leading types of cancers found in men. And prostate specifically is number two behind lung cancer and ahead of number three, which is colorectal cancer. Interesting, I did not know that actually. Yeah, and, and despite the fact that these are high on the um, the good news about both the forms of cancer is that if they're caught early, they have exceptionally good recovery rates when compared to other cancers that are found in the body. Okay, to your point, um, your father turned 70, 75, uh, you're 46, and Savar is 15. So uh, what age uh, should a man be at the lookout for these types of cancers? Yeah, it's a great question. And... Um, you know, it's a bit complicated, but also simple, right? So um, prostate cancer is commonly found in men over the age of 65, while testicular cancer is most commonly found in men between 30 and 39 with an average diagnosis of 33. So you've got sort of two stages in life where you've got to be diligent and be thinking about how these cancers could impact your health. 
Um, men certainly with a history of this type of cancer, especially prostate, uh, found in their family, fathers or brothers, um, are certainly at higher risk, and therefore, you know, the, the, the ages of screening and, and, and diligence change. And then if you're a black man, you certainly have a higher risk of prostate cancer. And so in the event you fall into either of these categories, you've got to have increased diligence, you, you know, pretty much throughout your life. Both generally um, are classified as slow growing cancers in the body, which is good. Um, you know, testicular cancer might present some symptoms, um, uh, and we'll talk about those in a minute. Usually symptoms of the prostate are much more subtle. So again, it's extremely important to follow the recommended screenings for both cancers. Okay, Andrew, to your point on screening and the fact that symptoms may be elusive, what are the suggested steps to screening for these cancers in men? Yeah, um, so, so look, let's break it down into the two cancers because they're very different um, and they impact men at different ages. And so the screenings and the methods are, are very different as I mentioned. So we'll start with testicular cancer. And you know, unlike myself who had the benefit of what they call sex education when I was um, in high school, not many people around the world get this type of education uh, as young adults. And so, um, like I mentioned, for, for my son, especially at the age of 15, it's important to consider sharing the importance of screening with, with them and also being aware yourself if you didn't get that education when you were young. So um, let's start with the self-exam uh, in your teenage years, very simple, and then ongoing really throughout your life. There's really not a time when you should stop uh, screening, but um, screening should be done once a month um, in a warm shower. And okay, why a warm shower? It's because the testicles descend from the body uh, in a warm shower, and that's a better opportunity then to use your fingers and feel your testicles as, as are recommended by physicians. And what you're looking for is any lump, any hard lump, um, which would be recognized as an abnormality. Um, some people confuse you know, the epididymis, which is a collection of soft matter connected to the testicle as a concern, and, and that shouldn't be the case. Um, really what you're looking for is a, a hard matter that is difficult to massage, right, because of its, its texture. And, and that's really what you're looking for. And, and a self-exam once per month uh, should do it. Okay. So while you're going through the steps, it's somewhat familiar to um, a woman's self-exam for, for breast cancer as well. Yeah, you're right, Noir. And this is what's really, I suppose, uh, good about screening for testicular cancer is that this is something you can do at home. You don't have to visit a physician, the privacy of your own home. And again, identifying the problem early and then addressing it with your physician is, is so much better than the alternative. So for, for prostate cancer screening, it's different. Um, and although things have accelerated in the past few decades in, in modern medicine, there really still is the requirement of either rectal screening or uh, the more common now prostate-specific antigen test, which is PSA for short. Um, the general recommendations is that um, there should be PSA tests beginning at the age of 55, and it's also recommended to do it during the ages of 40 and 54 if you have, again, one of those high-risk prevalences either in your family or you're a young black man. And it's recommended that 
prostate screening, whether it be done rectally or, or through PSA, um, should be discussed with your physician during your annual checkups, right? So th this is something that as you age, you should be asking your physician, is it time for my PSA or is it time for, for an exam on my prostate? And so that's typically how you should think about going forward with screenings. As I mentioned earlier, um, it's hard to identify um, prostate cancer symptoms. Um, but it should be noted that if you experience any of the following, it's worth visiting the physician right away. Um, difficulty with urination, painful urination, needing to urinate frequently at night, problems with erection, uh, blood in the urine or semen, and then really painful lower back, hips, or pelvis. Um, and I'll just note, many of these symptoms could be the result of something else, but any of these symptoms should be recognized as a reason to visit your physician and get a checkup. Okay, Andrew, thanks. Is there anything a man can do to prevent these cancers? Yeah, it's a great question and it's been studied a lot. Unfortunately, other than screening, there's no clinical evidence that any specific diet is going to help um, prevent these cancers. There certainly is a lot of published evidence that suggests more heart healthy diets is a good diet for men's reproductive health. Um, and so things like eliminating smoking, things like limiting carbohydrate intake, things like limiting red meat, getting a full balanced diet that has plenty of vegetables, limiting fatty foods. These are all really important exercise. These are all really important in, in just maintaining good overall health. And, uh, and hopefully at some point in time in the future, there's more clinical-based evidence that suggests diet will, will help with these types of conditions. Um, you know, if one has a concern about their diet and concerned about being at high risk, certainly visiting a physician and or a nutritionist um, to, to understand how diet might help being just more healthy and, uh, and, and particularly men's reproductive organs uh, would be advised. Andrew, this was great. Thank you for all the insights and for raising awareness on prostate and testicular cancer. And thank you all for tuning in. Thanks, Noor. Have a great day.